What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey. I'll let you check yourself first before I check myself. Before you wreck yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better check it check yourself before you ring it wreck yourself. Perfect. Ring it wreck. This is your host, Alan, and this is an untapped in vinyl. You're the one with the squeaky chair, not me. <laughs> is, this, is this true? <laughs> it is me. Yes. What's oh, up, man? Happy New Year. Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Merry uh, Christmas, all that. We were hoping to get together. I was, I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to, to get up with you before Christmas or before New Year. Dude, um, it is all good. Been crazy. We're here crazy. now. Man, yeah. Holiday season's tough. Yes, it is. I'm glad it's over. It was really cool. I mean, from what I went through last year with having my, my brain bleed and my stroke, um, I think I was more appreciative of it this year 
than I probably ever have been, even I you know, so. even past the point of when, you know, because I appreciated it when my son was small, you know, when he had the belief and it was crazy, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but I think, yeah, last, this year definitely um, had more appreciation for everybody here and all the craziness and nonsense of it all, you know. I think, yeah, I think I could say that about the past two years. Uh, since I've moved back from Mobile, I've been reconnecting with uh, my mom's side of the family. Yeah. My dad's side's real small. It's just me and my brother. My dad was the only child. Gotcha. But on my mom's side, she's got three sisters and a brother. And mm-hmm. so there's like 12 cousins and then they're all having babies and i mean there's there's a lot of us. <laughs> they need more uh televisions in the bedrooms i think <laughs> possibly I'm, I'm here for it but uh yeah it was like 11 boys and one girl of our generation and with cool. the upcoming generation now they're at two boys and uh the girls just keep coming i think we're wow. at i think we're at five or six of those there so uh, we're being cool. taken over <laughs> the inverse is happening. There you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the thing I've noticed. It's uh, my attitude toward Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holiday season's really changed a lot. It's it's not so much about materialism or gifts as much as it is about uh, camaraderie and yeah, family and friendship. People, you know, and, yeah. Um, definitely the ones that love you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I could have done without all the the buying. But I may leave that up to my wife. She does all the buying anyway. Yeah. So um, I probably wouldn't have bought so much because I was always um, one that just loved to give out hugs. You know, I mean, that was my thing because I really, you know, um, um, prior to this Christmas, I was unable to do that, you know. Yeah. So it was everybody just got a hug from me from Christmas. But uh, but I'm glad I'm here to do it, man. I hope uh, many, many more years. Plus, I mean, I think looking back at, at how old I'm getting as well, you know, I mean, I'll be 50 in a couple years. And Ooh. so, yes, exactly. So I'm starting to notice how people my age are not, there's some people that never made it to how old I am, you know? There are people who never made it to 48 that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And so I guess you start to see that and the mortality staring you in the face, you know? You really start to appreciate things probably a little more. Yeah. So this is a uh, special episode here of There Is No Alcohol Involved. No, it Believe is Believe it or not, Jamie, you can listen to the whole thing. <laughs> you don't have to worry about, about, uh, about Monk and Al being crazy drunk. No, um, I, I decided to, because of my recovery, um, I decided to, and things got crazy with the drinking during um, the holidays. So I decided to go dry November or dry January um, and see if, if my recovery... Um, if it can be moved along any, if the, the alcohol is, is not doing me any good, you know, I mean, of course it's not doing me any good, but as much as I was drinking and then also too, I guess I, I'm not afraid to go out on a Saturday and have a margarita. Um, I'm just not going to buy any alcohol and put it in the house. Yeah, there you go. So see how Start. that works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, after we had that conversation about doing this one, alcohol free, like, I don't remember if it was a phone call or text message, probably text, but uh, I started seeing ads on different social medias about, uh, have you heard about dry January and here's how. I'm yeah. like, well, I know how to do it. You don't drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's, uh, I am, this is the first day for me of the new year without a, without a drink. And uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I started Monday. 
Of course, still had football going on Sunday, so I was like, mm, "Let's see it the first, but let's go ahead and finish yeah. up what we got." You know, um, I'm one of those kind of people. I guess I'm, I'm bad like that. Beer, I don't have as much of a problem with, but liquor, I, there there cannot be any in the house. I'm going to finish it. It's not. I'm not able. To, I'm not one of those kind of people that can have like a bar of stuff sitting on it where we're friends come over with a vicious drink or what. No, I'm going to drink every bit of it until it's gone. Yeah, I've had a bottle of rum that was given to me for about a month, and I've I've probably made two drinks with it. Wow! Yeah, I'm not a liquor guy. Yeah, but if you give me some beer, <laughs> see you later. Pounded them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, that's another thing too. I mean, in Columbus, Mississippi, there's not a big, overwhelming amount of craft beer. Right. Um, at least not anything new that I haven't had or any kind of specialty bombers one-offs you know 22 ounce whatever's um you know i have to go back to tuscaloosa for that or birmingham um so uh we're planning to make a trip up to druid city possibly on saturday for the yard sale so i'm gonna probably get a crowler or two um and bring it on back home with me you know what i mean so i was just there uh not this past weekend, the weekend before, I took my brother up there for the first time. Yeah. And I think he had said he had been to Druid City years ago, and uh, Bo happened to be there, and so yeah. uh, he gave us a tour of the, the new facility. It's cool, like my, yeah. it's my third tour of it, and uh, yeah. I'm very, very excited. I'm just as excited as he is, I think. Yeah. I can't wait, and I'm hoping that uh, the day after St. Patty's Day, I'll be playing there with the Stiff Tones. Oh, so, awesome. So uh, hopefully me and Tyler will get that together. Very cool. Yeah, we went over there right before New Year's, and I was able to pick up um, a bomber of uh, the the bourbon barrel-aged North Porter. And Bo gave me one as well yeah. for my support over the years, which was really super cool. It was weird, man. I don't know, like, to think about my years in radio and what all I've accomplished and things like that, you know. It's a totally different vibe when I hang out with you in Tuscaloosa than it is here. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, I'm... Yeah, I mean your monk there, monk, your, your monk, Shane monk, here, monk, monk, monk. It's crazy, but um, man, just go on to YouTube and look up. Just type in "monk on the radio," all one word on YouTube, and tons of videos of me and Bo Hicks. <laughs> come on, we did so many craft beers of the week. We did, you know, when they, when they first went on sale with the bombers or the uh, the growler sales in Tuscaloosa. I was there for the first one, and it was been it's been crazy, man. There's a lot of a lot of stuff. I didn't. I just. I guess I forget. As I've been in Mississippi for so long and not over there every other day, you know, at the brewery, I forget how much of a connection we always did have, you know. Yeah. Yes. I haven't been over there as much as I'd like, especially I moved, which I'm in Columbus now, but when I was in Starkville, I rarely went to Alabama. Sure. And now Columbus is a little a little easier, but it's still a 30-minute drive over there. And uh, I mean, any time I get a chance to go – 30 man drive to Tuscaloosa? Well, to Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, say, I was like, which way you going, man? Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Te- well, teach me how to get you to go Tuscaloosa. You, you go 100 miles an hour. <laughs> Pedal to the metal. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, damn. Okay. That I is impressive. Tell me how you get through uh, reforming Gordo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Man, I can't wait for them to build that little bypass through there. Good Lord, that'd be cool. And then Gordo became a ghost town. Yeah. Jeez. But uh, yeah, man, um, we've got a. There's a lot of new music coming this year. I don't oh, even know man. half the stuff that's coming out. But I just this is an exciting time for me being in radio, having a specialty show with Indies Only, because I get the opportunity to kind of restart 
because I've played some of this music that I was playing last half of the middle of December. I had been playing for a month or two already. So it's like I get to clean the slate. We've had a couple weeks off from the record mm-hmm. labels and the, the promoters, and now it's time to go back in new. I mean, the Hold Steady's coming out with a new one. I just got it today. Um, new Lucero will be out on February 24th. I'm looking most forward to that record. So oh, let me pull I it up love real this quick. time of year for, uh, for Indies Only. So this week, be listening because there's going to be a lot of new stuff. Yeah, tune in. This episode will be live Friday, so you will be ready for Saturday with Indies Only. Yes. Uh, new record coming out of Cornelius Chapel, uh, Ernie Vincent. They sent me a copy of it. and. Um, Very cool. You know, yeah, I've he, got to let them know that my address changed. Yeah, they <laughs> recorded it with uh, over at Dialback with Matt Patton and yeah. Bronson, and yeah. Taylor Hollinsworth is on this record. Awesome. And so, just everybody that was involved is—I mean, it's an all-star cast of people that you know. You Schaefer Lana did backup vocals, mm-hmm. so I mean, she works with Jimbo. You know, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, that whole dialback crew is really kind of. Cool. They're very impressive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think you see those names. Ain't no way it could be bad, you know. Yo, exactly, exactly. And then if you haven't had a chance, I'm a big fan of uh, which it dropped in, uh, I think late November. But uh, Sarah Lee Langford and Will Stewart. Man, that's a great record. Put out a record together, and it is pretty sick. And the thing that was so fun about it to me is you could tell who wrote what song. Not yeah. not only because they were uh, singing it, but because of the speed of it. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was very interesting because like I had never because like you know Janet Simpson and Will were together with Timber, but it's yeah it's all co-written and together. But this felt like a lot like Sarah wrote, Will wrote. It was like a split EP yeah. or, or yeah. split record. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I got you. It's like that's that's true of of Lennon McCartney too. Of their songwriting, whichever one singing is the main songwriter, mm-hmm. even though they credited both of them, even though the other one may not have had anything to do with it. So, the the Langford Stewart connection now that's yeah. pretty cool. Of uh, new uh, Blips record will be yes, ready what is in it, the 24th? new year. Fourth, I want to say that's right. Something like that. I saw it on Taylor's Instagram the other night, and I had to tell my wife. I was like, "Oh my God, Taylor's got a new record coming out with Blips." Oh my gosh. Because I wore that last, literally wore it out. I still do. Yeah. I mean, that's still a day, daily driver. And uh, my favorite song on it has done change like three or four oh, yeah. times. And it, it constantly went. And it was really funny, too, like how our ears perceive lyrics. Um, and I, I'm not going to look back to the text message that I shared with Taylor about something he said on the Blips record. I had a completely different... Well, you done that on the Pony Bradshaw record, too. <laughs> yeah, I did. I saw I you did. getting you with were, her. And you were right yeah. on the Pony Bradshaw, so that's, that's crazy. <laughs> He's got we, a new record coming. Yes, he does. So, yes. Looking forward to that. A lot of... Uh, guy, I'm going to say that he's got one of the coolest, cleanest voices I've ever heard. Live and even on uh, the record. Yes, I yes, love absolutely. Pony Bradshaw's voice. And a lot of bravery. It seems like with each new record that he puts out, it's a totally new venture and a different genre. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I admire him for I, that. A lot of respect on that. Yeah, Because a uh, friend of the show, Sylvia Rose Novak, mm-hmm. uh, she took down uh, previous records because they were Americana. And when she put out a more rock and roll record, well, old fans of her doing Americana wasn't ready to let go of the America yeah, Americana side of Sylvia, 
And so she's having to find a brand new batch of fans, that, you know, it appear. Yeah. She's like, I, I know I can do Americana, and I'm trying to prove to y'all that I can rock too. Yeah. And so anytime like someone is uh, stepping out into a new genre, man, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, look at Soren Bryce, what she did with Tummy Ache. Yeah. I mean, that was a great punk rock record, you know, some punk rock stuff. And now I think she's got some solo stuff coming out That's in it. the new year. Yeah, so, so I mean, we could probably just go down the list of people that we've interviewed. Yeah. And yeah. They got, they'll have something new this people year. People that have played Sunstroke House or something, yeah. you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I hope we that gets cranked back up in the new year. I'm ready for it. I'm so ready for it. I know she texted me, Jamie texted me about um, one band someday. She was like, check this out. Totally not the style that I've ever booked at the the, the house, but what do you think? It was a little more soulful, okay, I, I guess, but it was good stuff. So I, I said, man, go for it. I'd love to see it. I'm, I'll pay for it, you know? So Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like so, you said, it would just be good for it to be here again. Yeah. Really miss it. I've had a lot of people uh, that I work with, uh, they would never come, but they would always, you know, ask about Sunstroke, and maybe they, you know, dicked around too long and it sold out, and I was like, there really ain't no such thing as sold out. I was like, no, if, J-Mail always Yeah, if, if you want to come, I mean, you might be sitting outside or you might not have a good view, but you can you can definitely come. Yeah. So uh, don't let the sold out thing scare you. Just... Uh, uh, DM somebody. Ask somebody. Yeah, I wonder if um, if outside's a new thing there. If it is, I'm totally fine with it. Oh, that. man, Carver Commodore, the best show I've ever seen there. And I thought you could never top, um, well, oh, gosh, there's so many good shows. John Paul White there was amazing. I miss that one. I miss um, Carver Commodore, too. Oh, Carver, Carver Commodore was awesome. And then um, uh, Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, which you were there that, that was- night. That was I thought you couldn't beat that. Got way too hammered for that one. Don't remember much of it. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Sarah. We got, yeah, we got whiskey bent, and now she's uh, she's three years sober now. So well, how about that? We're her. trying to we're trying to do one month, yeah. three years, trying to get trying to get through it. So, um, best of luck to her. That's that's awesome. Yeah, she's on a European yeah. tour right now, and got that new band too that I've been playing on. Um, it's it's impossible to look up that band online. Nightmare because it wants to change it to nightmare yeah. <laughs> every time, but uh, good stuff there too as well. Um, I wished they would have come with a different single to with my. See, I've got independent promoters who promote certain music, but they're paid to do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they brought the song they did. It was a great song, but there's so many more good songs on that record. I would have loved to have played. So hopefully in the new year I'll get a chance to. It does play out that way sometimes. You know, you'll get a, maybe the label or whoever. Maybe it's uh, – I've got a publishing group that I work with out of Nashville now, Raby. Yeah. And uh, they'll send me artists. And, like, they'll send me, like, you know, the single or the song that they want me to try out and see if I'd be interested and have them on the show. And then I start looking into them, and I shoot them a question and be like, just out of curiosity, why that song? Yeah. Like, I found, like, two or three that was a lot – more impressive than that one. Nothing against that one. Sure, sure, sure. But I was like, it, it ain't my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but, I yeah. Mean, but a lot of times, I mean, I understand, I guess, what it is. It's like they're just trying to get your feet wet, and maybe it sounds a little bit more like something you're familiar with, even though I'm somebody that likes to go off the beaten path. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Uh, there could be any amount of variables in that to, to why they release certain songs. Yeah. Because you know, there are focus groups that radio stations will do or record companies will do with radio stations. But that radio station may be in Topeka, Kansas, 
and not really the listeners that we have in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, you know, so. That's another thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're. F- the demographic of where you're at. I mean, there's, there's no way to really tell. You just got to shoot it out there and see what happens. Yeah, it just hits know? different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's been a lot of times in my years in radio where I've gotten songs and I've just been like, I'm not playing this. This is crap. I'm not playing this. I'm not playing this. And then second song comes out, maybe third song comes out, and it's all of a sudden, it's like people can't get enough of it. Yeah. This is what you should have released first, but you don't know that until you do it, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with uh, looking back on last year, I know we can talk about a lot about the Indies Only wrap up. Uh, is it, it's going to air this Saturday, the wrap up? No, it year? aired last Saturday. Last Saturday. Yes. Okay. Yeah, this Saturday will be a brand new show. Okay. I've got to get up in the morning and knock it out <laughs> real quick and get it to the station. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I did. And I did my, my best of uh, my top 12 records. I'm sorry, top 10 records, top 12 songs on my Instagram feed at Monk on the Radio. So, Oh, let's give it a run through. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, uh, let me get to it real quick. Um Give then, people what they want. Yeah. So it's the, the freshest music of the year. I thought thought my uh, my graphics were really cool. Um, it, I, really, it's in no particular order, but I'll have to say, hands down, the best song of last year was Yellow Wolf and Shooter Jennings' Make Me a Believer. And that record, probably the best one of the year last wow. year. Wow. So, yeah. You got best record and best yeah, song. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I've got some... Uh, some what do you what do you call those two hands that are put up on your emojis? Oh, the praise hands. Is it praise hands? Is I that guess what that is? where the hands are doing that. Oh, I thought it was um, like a field goal. <laughs> hey. So it's praise hands. So I got the praise hands from Shooter Jennings. So apparently that was a good thing. Um, some of the other songs that I thought was cool, man. This new Plains record, Waxahachie and yeah. Jess Williams. That's a great record. A um, lot more country than we've heard out of them. And then Nikki Lane put out Denim and Diamonds with Josh Homme of Queens of Stone Age playing with her. Mm-hmm. That right there, that's definitely second best record of the year. Um, if you just listen to that record, you can hear Josh Homme all in it and him mixed with Nikki Lane. Mm-hmm. It's giving me chill bumps. That's how good it is. <laughs> Uh, seriously hey, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his man. yeah so denim denim and diamonds check that out um there's a bunch of really other cool ones i mean just go and check the list out yourself i finally like man we were like three days before the end of the year and i listened to the new drive by truckers record welcome to club x11 or what is that 12 or something oh, yeah Oh my God. I was like, hell yeah, this is going on my list. It was like three days from the end of the year, and I don't know when that was released. Strange but. time to be alive, early James and the latest. Yeah. I'd like that, to. That record, I mean, it was so different for me. Yeah. It was such a different listen than singing for my supper. Both of those albums still hold up. I still listen to both of those albums. If I had to pick, like uh, singing for my supper, uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to say that was the better record because I've come to enjoy them both for what they are. But lately, uh, Strange Time to Be Alive has really grown on me. Like I I think I listened to the whole thing all the way through twice last night. Yeah. Wow. Was uh, just sitting outside having a tall boy and just put Early James on. Yeah. (laughs) Well, cool, man. 
Yeah, I need to spend some more time with it. That's yeah. half my problem. Is I I have so much. I'm, I'm in front of so much new music. It's like yeah, I've got limited time, you know. So I have to make myself sit down. Let's and listen see to what else things. I got. Um, so I tried to be uh, tried to be a little bit more disciplined on uh, sticking to new music because I'll, I'll I'll get in a rut and I'm listening to what I was listening to in my teenage years or uh, oh heck yeah twenties or whatever else. That's uh, your classic rock, I guess. You know. Yeah, it really is. I had to put the new Slack Times record down there. That was good. That's a very good. Record. And I still haven't gotten me a copy of that vinyl. That is one that I I want to. Yeah. I want to. I gotta own. get it on vinyl. Uh, a Partridge's Alabama Skies was a really good record. Yeah. And at this point, I'm just naming people I like. And did um, did people the, 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 the show. Agony um, uh, Agony's All Right? Did that come out in 2000? He did. He had two records come out that Damn, year. So I and that, that was a live was, record. I, that that record's phenomenal. His that might that may have been my favorite live record of the year. Oh, most definitely. That live version of uh, A Partridge's four hundred third freak out. That is to me, and then we can talk about this. It can be a whole discussion. To me, is better than the studio version. I, I like it even better uh, when it was in my kitchen or, <laughs> yes. or, or when it was at the art council and like yeah. being in the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you notice at the arts council, um, when he played there in, uh, what month was that? August? That sounds about right. I yeah. know it was hot as balls. <laughs> yeah. When he played there in August, um, he changed the line about the orange mm-hmm. whatever. To Putin. To Putin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard it change. He knows uh, his crowd. You yeah. know, he's like, okay, <laughs> don't need yeah. to be doing Trump jokes here. <laughs> he probably could have got away with it. Sure. I uh, don't think anybody would have said anything to him, mm-mm. you know. Yeah. But, so, yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah definitely. I'd, <laughs> I'm trying to remember which way he phrased it at the house. I don't remember now. Which way is it on your record? That's not on my record. Uh, I've got... Oh, a, you got I've Black, got black flag. Yeah, I've got okay, Black Flag. Yeah. Uh, but... I'm hoping to be hanging out with those boys. Psych P's are finally going to have their record release party after two yes, years. Yes, I heard that. I January that. 22nd at the Music Box downtown Mobile. And the goal is to get a hotel room with the fellas at the Battleship. And uh, we're going to try to get one of them haunted rooms and do a podcast out of that. And then, awesome. Hell yeah. Then uh, go to the show. And then the next day, uh, go hang out with Abe and some of the Psych P's and see if we can get a little interview in. Awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. It's going to be good to get down the Mobile again. Yeah. So I spent six years down there. I got a lot of friends down there. and sure. it's It's fun keeping up with us, keeping up with them on social media because I, I, mean, I, I do miss those folks. And any time you plan a trip down there, I would need two weeks if I wanted to see them all and, like, spend <laughs> a, ample time, you know. It's sure, like you're sure. trying to split – a weekend and be like, I got 30 minutes with you and then I got to go down here. <laughs> not like, not like me and going back to Tuscaloosa. Cause I just got, yeah, everybody's in one hub. There they yeah. are, you know, yeah. I may have four or five others that I could go somewhere else and see, you know, but, um, yeah. For the most part, everybody, I can just tell them, hey, meet me at Druid City. I'm going to be there tonight, you know, from whatever, whatever. So Same. Or like, and then later you're at the alcove and it's the same flock of folks. Yep. Yep. It's, it's cool, man. Yeah, it's so, cool. yeah, same with my crowd in Tuscaloosa. If I don't see them there, I know where they probably are. Yep, yep. Yeah, Mobile, it's, uh, boy, they're in, they're into a lot of different, I got a, friends of the metal scene down there, friends of like the singer-songwriter, mm-hmm. uh, you got Red and Revelers, uh, and then just folks I hung out with at 
just live and work down there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's going to be good to get back down there and have a few well, days. Most importantly, you know, a partridge. And when you know a partridge, you know a whole lot of folks. Mm, that's that's <laughs> fact. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that uh, that definitely did open up some doors. Yep. Uh, and some doors I ain't walked through yet. Like uh, I'm hoping to get Eric Erdman on there. If you're not familiar with him, uh, I'm not. Very iconic singer songwriter from Mobile, and uh, he don't spend he don't have to spend a whole lot of time here in the United States because he tours in Europe a whole lot. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like. Uh, it's hard to be a prophet in your own town or in your own city or state. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, yeah. in your own country, I'll just go over across the pond. I mean, you think about bands in the '80s. How many, how much time those bands spent in Japan? Because mm-hmm. they were huge in Japan. I mean, it's, it's been the subject of jokes now. How big some of those bands were in Japan. I mean, to look at my all-time favorite band, one of them, one of the top three, um, Woven Hand, Sixteen Horsepower, David Eugene Edwards. I mean, he sells all his records in Europe. He don't sell hardly shit in the United States. Yeah. He'll play in his hometown of Denver a couple times a year, but mainly it's all European tours. He's on a European solo tour right now. Mm-hmm. I was lucky enough to have seen him twice, once with 16 Horsepower and once with Woven Hand in Atlanta, but uh, that had happened for a long time. The last guest I had on, Taylor Hen- Henry, he was a journalist for 30 years, and he was over in Japan. Uh, he happened to interview George Harrison of the Beatles while he was in Japan. Oh, yeah. And also, he did an interview of Richard, Richards, Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones. Yeah. But uh, the Rolling Stones were banned from Japan uh, for a while because of Keith Richards' drug abuse, you know. And, really? And that was during the 80s is when Japan really opened themselves up back to rock and roll yeah uh, because with rock and roll usually came drugs and alcohol and it was like we we don't do that over here yeah you know yeah so and that was after uh it was funny he kind of shared a little bit of the exchange of like the uh, japanese journalists interviewing um jagger and they was you know softball questions and they was like mr jagger if it's all right with you uh we'd like to talk to keith richards and you could see the whole band go <laughs> and here come Keith Richards out on stage with the mic, cigarette lit. Oh no! What's up? <laughs> what you want to know? It's like it's been a long time since you've been in Japan. How how does it feel? I'm surprised, delightfully surprised. Yeah. And he just left it right there, yeah. as you should. Yeah. It's like yeah, I'm. I could be upset with y'all for. Uh, banning me from the country for 15 years but i'm over it now (laughs) man i sat um right around the holidays and watched a documentary on ben fong torres who was for for years and years and years the editor of rolling stone magazine Mm -hmm. some of the interviews that dude did i mean going all the way back to otis redding and i mean just numerous numerous people how cool would it have been to be that back in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, maybe even 60s, mm-hmm. to be a journalist. Oh. The heyday. You know, you could be there when when uh, the Beatles came to America. You could be there when Nirvana broke the fucking face of rock and roll open, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, damn. 
And not only that, if like especially if you was like a Cronkite or someone who was really well respected in journalism. Oh, yes. I mean, you know you were gonna have first dibs on that. Yeah. That was gonna be your scoop. Especially if you was <laughs> lead man at the Rolling Stone. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. get that scoop. Heck yeah, man. I was watching uh, you know, Barbara Walters died mm-hmm. um the other day and so I watched this Our Barbara, I think was it what it was called on ABC. A fantastic documentary. And and the people that she sat down with dictators and presidents for years, mm-hmm. you know, musicians, actors, actresses, whoever, man. It was just, that's amazing. Yeah. I wish I could have gotten up to that point. I mean, I, I was lucky in my career to get hey, a, man, a, a no phone interview with. We got, we got porch talk interviews <laughs> coming, man. <laughs> but I was lucky to get like Dirk Bentley on the telephone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or Luke Bryan. Yeah, or, not for us sit down for 60 minutes on 60 yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly, you know. But I mean, I did. I will say in my career, and it's not over with, I'm still in radio, yeah. um, and it could grow and change or whatever, but the coolest thing I ever did was went to the movies with Brad Paisley. That was... What'd y'all go watch? Uh, uh, Man <laughs> of Steel. Nice. And it was horrible. <laughs> so here, here's the situation. So Brad tells us after the show, he, could, he normally does a radio room where all the radio people come yeah. at the beginning of his show, but he was unable to because Saban wanted to talk to him. So he had to do it afterwards. So it's, you know, 11, 11.30. We're backstage at Tusco's Amphitheater. He says, hey, we're going to the movies. You guys want to come? I'm like, hell yeah. He's like, okay, we'll just meet us there. So he shuts down Cobb Hollywood 16 Cinemas in Tuscaloosa. Doesn't show up till 2 a.m. We're sitting there. I'm about to fall asleep because I've been drinking at the venue. We get in there. He buys us all popcorn and drinks. We get in there. He sits directly behind me. Mm-hmm. Nobody on my row at all. And the movie was like two and a half hours long. It was a long film. And I was like nodding the whole damn time. Yeah. So basically, I slept through the movies with Brad Paisley. But, uh, but he came in with a, with a Superman shirt on. And when we were standing outside before he left, he said, that's just one fight scene too, too many. So pretty cool. Imagine that. You, you're, uh, you're coming to Tuscaloosa, and the man himself wants to meet with you. Like, yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, first thing on the agenda... The goat, Nick yeah, Saban. Exactly. He wants to have a word with you. Exactly. Okay, dial him up. <laughs> yeah, Y'all were doing it bomb hours. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I don't know what they talked about, but dang, that was cool. Oh, man. So I'm kind of glad because if Saban wouldn't have wanted to talk to Paisley, then I may not have went to the movies and yeah. have that story to tell. So There you go. I slept the whole time. <laughs> we were in the same theater together. <laughs> I wrote on... Uh, airplane uh to texas with oh and i'm blanking on his name right now uh the the voice of the crimson tide what was his name oh, eli gold eli gold yep. and right when we got on the plane in birmingham right when i saw him he looked back at me too when i did else touchdown alabama and he looked back he smiled a little bit i was like i ain't gonna aggravate you man <laughs> <laughs> see I, I was i flew out of birmingham with eli gold before too i think i was flying to maybe atlanta uh-huh. and he flew to atlanta and then i never saw him again but i never said a word to him even though we had met several times before as i kind of like kept my distance but i tweeted you know, I'm in the airport with Eli Gold, you know, and, and he never responded, but I know he had to have seen it because he was a Twitter dude. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had some pretty cool, and like, weird encounters like that. Um, I remember when I was in Atlanta one time, I rode the elevator down with Busta Rhymes. Nice. That was really cool. 
Um, I want to say there was another, I think any other encounters I had like that was in Memphis when we were there for a, a country. I don't know if you could really so. call it an encounter, but uh, I know they've kind of been me too now, but the front man for Arcade Fire, uh, we were at a Pelicans game down in New Orleans. Yeah. I didn't realize how freakishly tall he was. Really? But like, yeah, he was sitting like a few rows down from us, and like a uh, buddy of mine, he was like, there's a front man of the band you, you like, and I looked, and I was like, dang, that is him. He's tall. Yeah. And he had on like a big old Americana hat, too, and it was like, oh, I guarantee you he is just as tall as those players out there on the court right now. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Maybe he's a former basketball player. I, I know. I know he's a. He, I think he's from like the New Orleans area, and I, I knew he was a fan of the Pelicans. But yeah. like, I didn't figure I'd see him there that night. <laughs> yeah, and we were sitting like on the like he wasn't far from me. I could have threw a piece of popcorn at him and hit him. But. Yeah, years ago, this was when I was still I was still high school, so I was very starstruck at this point. I had not had a radio career, had not interviewed shit, so I didn't. Didn't know how to act, you know. So I'm sitting at this bar on Decatur Street. I'm probably 18, maybe 19 years old. So I'm a little bit out of high school. Um, so I'm sitting at Lollapalooza's in town. That's when it toured. It was probably, I think this would be three, Lollapalooza three. And so I'm sitting there at this little bar called Kagan's on um, Decatur Street. Mm -hmm. And Al Jurgensen from Ministry walks in oh. and sits. Like I'm on the corner. He sits right here next to me, and he's got like this pentagram on his arm, and it's ta full tattoo. And I'm like, wow, guess how jerk is it? But my friend Danny, I knew he was down at the coffee shop a half block away, mm -hmm. and I knew he was a huge ministry fan. So I run down there, and I'm like, Danny, Danny, go back into Caldy because Al Jurgensen from Ministries in there. And he goes, so Anthony Kiedis is in here, <laughs> and I was a massive Chili Peppers fan, and I like swing to the to the left. And look in the door, and Anthony Kiedis looks at me, and I back up real quick. I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god, that's we him! Just, we lost us. That's him! That's him!" He's like, well, "Go in there and say something to him." And I'm like, "Because he was with a few people, I have no idea yeah. who they were." So I go in there to like say handlers something. or something. Yeah, friends, whatever, roadies. I go in there and, and I see him, and he looks at me, and I keep walking. <laughs> I go to the bathroom, and I come out of the bathroom, and he's still sitting there. I just walk past him. Well, then we're hanging out, you know, like old uh, '90s kids usually do, you know, with one one leg up the wall. You know, you got your back to it, and he walks out. I'm like, "What's up, Anthony?" He's like, "Hey, man, what's happening?" And he walks on. The shortest musician I've ever met in my life. Huh. I, I didn't realize. I, well, I don't know how short he actually is. It's probably average height, but I'm mean, I stand at almost six three. So mm -hmm. I guess he just looks so much shorter than me that I was like, oh my god, he looks so huge. Like I just think, you know, he's like six foot five. He's probably like but, five eight, five nine. But I don't like know. That. I'm gonna look it up now, actually. But right. uh, place, that was a place cool your bet before he does. I'm gonna say he's five nine. I'm gonna say five six. Oh wow, five five. Anthony Kiedis height. Survey says. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What'd you say? Five nine. You fucker. <laughs> How in the world? He seemed literally like he was five foot four that day when I saw him. I don't know if it was. I don't know if the the ground was, or maybe I was on a little curb or something. But he seemed so much shorter than me that day. I was like, dang. We're tiny. talking about short people, tall people. Yeah, man. <laughs> He's taller than Flea. Flea's a short one. Yeah. 
Flea's I guess, five six. Yeah, I was about to say. I guess that's my. That's how I would know because I knew Flea's a little bit of guy. Yeah, and Chad Smith is six three. He's yeah. um, he's the tallest. Will me. Smith or Will Smith? Will Ferrell's brother. <laughs> Did you see that drum off? Yeah. Oh my God, that is classic television right there, man. Yeah. Well, dude, for 2023, uh, we've talked about it a little bit with records coming out. This could be uh, uh, just things to do. Uh, what are some, I don't really care for the term resolution, but uh, if new music, uh, uh, show or festival, someone you'd like to see, maybe you haven't got a chance to see yet, anything like that come to mind? Um, I mean, there's so many people that I've never seen before live. That I would want to. Um, I think I'm too old for festivals. Um, I feel that way too. Yeah. I mean, Unless it's something like cozy, like it, a one-day fest at like Avondale. Yeah, you know what I mean? But like even something, yeah, you're right. You're right. I could, I could dig that. But any place that I've got to walk from stage to stage, I just don't think I really want to do that now. Stand in the damn, you know, 800-degree yeah. weather. Um but uh, man, I mean, so many people I want to see. I, I would love to see this year. I mean, I've never seen Gaga. And one of the coolest tours that's coming around is Pink and Brandy Carlisle. Oh wow! I would love to see that. Hmm. So that's a goal of something I want to see. Pink Imagine, making a comeback. Uh, yeah, Pink never went away. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I can't even. I can't remember the last She's time. So I... freaking talented though, man. Mm. Just amazing. But, I mean, there's so many people. I mean, I would love to see the Chili Peppers again. Um, I want to see more Sunstroke House shows. Hey, there's one. Um, there's plenty of bands that I'd love to see back there. I'd love to see Soren Bryce again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to see Sarah Shook and the Disarmers or Mike Mayer there. Um, I would love to see Shooter Jennings there, which there was talk about me. I was trying to get him. I was talking with Adam, Shooter's manager. Trying to hook it up at one point, but then something fell off. Just and bring Yellow Wolf with you while you're at it. Yeah, man. <laughs> you mean, he's right up the road in Alabama. So. Right. So, Don't make me uh, go pop the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that, that was a real tough transition for like a lot of my friends who were Yellow Wolf fans. Yeah. Uh, when I played that Make Me a Believer, which I thought was an absolute banger. Oh, yeah. Uh, they was like, that's just so different. I was like. And it's a good thing, man. Yeah, like, yeah, man. I'm a fan of his rap, but I'm a huge fan of this. And yep. what what shook me up the most was Shooter was playing keys on that. Mm-hmm. I figured he'd be ripping guitar. Uh, he, he probably had something to do with uh, with yeah. a lot of it. You know, I mean, the songwriting part of it. I don't really know. It's a pretty killer music video. And then I was like, who's that on keys? That's, key- That's Shooter on keys. What? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the video is super cool. Where yeah. everybody's hitting oh, with yellow, stuff. Yellow you know? Wolf is just getting his ass whooped. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's an awesome, awesome thing. And I love to see, I love to see people with diversity like that. Yeah, man. it's like Post Malone. Like I thought the dude was one sided. I, I don't, I don't listen to his music. Or well, didn't. I mean, you know how he got found, right? No, on YouTube he did a uh, Bob Dylan cover with him and a guitar. Wow. Yeah, because I saw him the other day covering like Hank Williams Jr. Mm-hmm. or. Somebody have Waylon, and I was like, "Holy crap! This dude's like, he's not just a isn't he a rapper? Isn't that what his? Yeah, that's mainly what he's known yeah. for. Yeah. So I mean, I I love to see people who can branch out and do other things and aren't scared to make a fool of themselves if it ain't works. You know, if it doesn't work. Absolutely. So, uh, but you can't hide talent. I got into this. I don't know if he actually uh, he he got a convicted of murder later in his life, but. Uh, I was listening to, a, I'm not really in the true crime podcast, but there's one that I am. It's three comedians from Philadelphia. It's called uh, Little Stinkers. 
Yeah. And they're going through and uh, just talking about like Charles Manson or like the O.J. Simpson or Wayne John Wayne Gacy and stuff like that. Yeah. They came up on Phil Spector. Yes. Very famous producer. Oh, yes. And I uh, was, I mean, he produced uh, Let It Be with the Beatles. Uh, he worked with the Ramones. Pulled a gun on the Beatles and the Ramones. Wow. Pulled a gun on them. Yeah. Yeah, dude's a little... And uh, Leonard, Leonard Cohen, he put, he put a gun to Leonard Cohen's throat, and that was the inspiration behind the song Hallelujah. Really? I, I don't know that. I'm, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just guessing. <laughs> But he said he put the he put his gun up to his throat and he said, Leonard, I love you. And he said, I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Wow. But uh and then I mean he was a big part of um of been a sucker for uh the Rocky. Maybe that's uh Maybe that's the resolution. I need to get out there and start running the streets and the steps or something. But uh <laughs> he uh that Bill Conti song, the uh Gonna Fly Now, like the uh, dun, 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 the, the Rocky theme, theme song. I mean, he produced that. I think, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like that dude. Like he had a lot of hits, and oh, he yeah. had he had some misses too, though. Sure. But uh, that was a very interesting uh, uh, person to learn about. I think they cover him as well on um, the, another podcast that I listen to called Disgraceland. Okay. Um, if you check that one out, and the episode on black metal. Check that for sure. <laughs> I hate to be talking about other podcasts, but it's a different thing. No, no. Thing. Yeah, it's different. It's I'm, different I'm thing, here so. for it. Yeah. Uh, if you ain't done it, listen to Alabama Astronaut. Oh, yes. We started that. Haven't finished it yet. Just started it. Excellent. The so day far. it came out, I binged the whole thing. And then, yeah. and then they dropped, started dropping bonus episodes, and I was going back and listening to everything again. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, shout no. out to Abe again and the Coots. Yes. And uh, you can go to Abe Parch or AlabamaAstronaut.com and you can order uh that record or i think it's just a cd now but uh if, yeah. they, if they haven't sold out oh uh, cds the coots oh okay. oh yeah. coots yeah and honorary chair to, to taylor hollingsworth oh, shout out my boy yeah speaking of which uh i'm thinking he ain't got back with me yet but i was trying to get him over here in april and he said if i ain't got a show with the blips I'll let you know. So, uh, blips action in April, pop probably. Right on. Yeah, that's gonna. Yeah, and so I'm excited to see uh, what he's got cooking. Uh, I mean, we know with the blips. Yep. But uh, if I ain't mistaken, I think uh, his latest is gonna be coming out of Dialback Sound. That's cool. I think. Yeah, I didn't talk to him a whole at length, but we did go see him at Druid City mm. in December. Um, shit, it might have been November. I don't even remember, but but uh, but it's always good to see Taylor. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, just I love that dude. Yeah, I wish I lived so in much. Birmingham. That'd be a that'd probably be at most of the shows. Yeah, almost definitely, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. And they were had this. I'd uh, be running the circuit with him. <laughs> they had this show a couple of days ago. It was uh, the Blips and Model Citizen and somebody else. Yeah. Um. So therefore, the dialback sound thing coming back in because um. Matt Patton is model citizen. Model citizen so. And so I didn't know this, and Bo corrected me on history because I thought of like the history with Matt Patton and uh, drive-by truckers. I thought model citizen was after the truckers, but it was actually before, and that's oh, yeah. and that's how they found Matt. Yeah, I think it was before. Well, it was before when they found Matt was with the. He played with. Um, 
uh, model citizen, but he also played with the Dexatines. Mm-hmm. And I think the Dexatines played a couple shows many years, maybe even toured with Drive By Truckers. That was the first, because uh, Bo was wanting to show me the projector in the new uh, room yeah. where the bands are going to play. Yeah. First band he put on the projector, Dexatines. Yes. And uh, it was where uh, Brad Armstrong and uh, Elliot uh, got into a guitar battle. Yeah, pretty epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've had the opportunity to because it's very sporadic and when you see the Dexatines play a show. Yeah, I saw them in uh, Birmingham. That was the night I, I grabbed Matt Patton for a quick interview over at Avondale. Yeah, uh, for that festival. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him um, at, at, in Tuscaloosa. Stood I've next to Ham Bagby most of that night. And uh, yeah. I just knew because there was rumor going around. You stood under Ham Bagby. I stood under, <laughs> yeah. Under, underneath his, his, underneath his wing, yes. <laughs> but uh, there was rumor that uh, they were going to have a special guest come on stage. And the whole time I was like, it's you, ain't it? Because <laughs> I, I don't think there's a Dexteen song that uh, Ham can't cover. Yeah. Which Ham's a great guitar player in his own right. Oh, yeah. See, I remember years ago I saw Model Citizen on the Bama Bell, um, on the on the booze cruise we oh, used yeah. to do with Alabama Drew City. Shakes, right? And yeah, and Shakes were well. This is a different time. Um, I forget who Model Citizen played with that time. That was my birthday because I had cake downstairs, and we invited everybody to come down and eat cake. But but um, there's a picture of me. I got my hand up on one of the rafters, yeah. and I'm right in front of Matt Patton and Ham Bagby standing next to me playing Towering, playing yeah. guitar with Model Citizen. So yeah, <laughs> so he knows he knows all the Model Citizen stuff too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's got a, a unique little duo with Anna Hope. Uh, it's called Hand Truck, and uh, you can catch some of their shows. Uh, they're they're trying to break out of Birmingham, so hopefully, yeah. uh, if I can get them over here to Mississippi or who knows, maybe it'll be uh, DCBC for everybody in Tuscaloosa. Cool band name too. Yeah, and they use uh, a lot of raccoons in their posters and <laughs> yeah. stuff, so it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it took some getting used to. When I got to Alabama, a lot of people called. We called it a dolly growing up. Yes, I did too. And a lot of people call in Alabama called a hand truck. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's crazy, man, or a hand cart. Um, hand cart sounds better, but I like hand truck for a band name. I like Dolly, just period. <laughs> yeah. That's what I know. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I guess I still call it a Dolly. Yeah, someone I told don't... me to go get the hand truck the other day. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you mean this? <laughs> yeah. This, this Dolly? I'm not going there with you. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I this is not a re-education camp. I, I've been doing this for 32 years. I come out the womb calling it Dolly. Dolly, yeah. I think, like, uh, January 22nd, going down to Mobile to catch uh, Abe and the Psych Peas, Red and Revelers, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's a show I'm really looking forward to. Uh, obviously, I want to catch the Blips. That was damn magic. Seeing them live twice and... Yeah, me too. Where were we at Druid City? Same, Druid City, same and time? then yeah, we yeah. caught them together. Well, yeah, because we interviewed Taylor that mm-hmm. day. Yeah, and I caught them again in uh, Birmingham. I don't remember what venue though. Yeah, I want to say probably Avondale. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, I got to get them back up to Birmingham. Maybe been up there Firehouse. Oh, I don't know. For show. Need to do that more. That's a resolution. Get back over to Birmingham. More. Yeah, I'm gonna be there for two days for a conference, and. Um, Hopefully there'll be something going on. I have to get in touch with Taylor. Are you playing? 
anywhere this weekend. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure know. he will yeah, be. Yeah, most definitely, yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted to get a, one of those latest T-shirts he had uh, made up by Yellowhammer uh-huh. with the, the race car, yeah. with the circuit that he runs. Yep. Yeah, he had one at the uh, – but I've got like I've got like eight. I've got yeah. yeah, I've got three. It's like I do. I need. I don't really have eight. I've probably got three or four. Um, because yeah, I always buy one, and my wife buys one. Yeah. So there's multiple Taylor Hollingsworth shirts laying around. You can't have too many. No, like man. One, for, one for each day of the week. And it was weird. Maybe I, two. I pulled up uh, last time I was there. I bought the uh, one man band shirt, mm-hmm. and I pulled up at Druid City the other day and had it on. And one of the guys that works there was like. Oh man, I love that Taylor shirt. Is that new? I'm like, yeah, I got it here last time he was there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't see it. Whatever, I, whatever the situation was. Like, no. Yeah, I got the uh, one I like to rock is the country western one, where it's yeah. kind of like got the galaxy thing in the yep, back. Exactly. It looks like the old 80s thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Yep. Shout out, buddy. Love you. Miss you. Yep. Oh, dude, anything else to do? I, man, I don't know. New Lucero, February 24th. That's the, the thing. I want, I'm ready to see more Lucero this year. Um, now that we're back to seeing shows and stuff, um, there's. I want to get over to Saturn more because that's one of my favorite venues to see a show at. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Same. But, but, I, but my main goal is to. And next time I go to Saturn, I want to actually get to enjoy a show. Yeah. Not yeah. Like, <laughs> like we all we sat up in the green room the whole time. Yeah. Um, but um, I've got to get to walk in 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's going to make shows a whole lot where you at better. Um, I'm probably at about 60 walking, um, 40 chair, um, and the, meaning 60% to 100%. Um, that's where I'm at. Um, but it's growing. I'm about to start therapy over again. So I'll be able to get up and walk. It's crazy, man. You know, I, I never thought at 47 years old I'd be relearning to walk again. So crazy. But you never know. Yeah. I mean, okay. just like the other night watching the football game. Golly, with yeah. Lamar Hamlin? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Oh, man. shout out to that guy. So this is Thursday. So I saw a picture this morning that he was fully cognitive and he was yep. holding hands with the family. Did you know the first question he asked when he woke up? Who won? Who won the game? <laughs> that right there, man. That's a, dude's a trooper. Mm-hmm. So, man, so I was curious to see, like, with uh, – and I want to say maybe uh, Dave Portnoy of Barstool probably had the best answer to this because, you know, all the sport analysts, they was like, well, you know, should they have finished playing the game or did – was stopping playing the right thing? Are they going to be yeah, able to? Are, the right thing. Yeah, hell yeah, it was the right thing. You drove a, I mean, who's going to have the heart to play after something that traumatic? Yeah, I mean, all the you people drove are traumatized. A, yeah, you drove an ambulance on the field. Yeah. You know, and it's, geez, you know. I don't think I've ever, in my years of watching football, I've never seen an ambulance on the field. I don't think I have either. But, uh, and it's, I think you give both of those teams in that circumstance, give them both the W and just move on. Don't even bother with it, you know. Yeah, give them both. A- yeah, because they're worried about when they're going to play the game yeah. and all that. Just blah, let blah. the season carry on as it is. They both get the W and move on. Yeah, I, I think that would be. I would I, be okay with that. I agree with that. That sounds good. I mean, they're both very yeah. competitive teams, and I think they're what we're already into figuring out wild card, who's in, who's out, right? Yeah. So, uh, well, give them the dub and move on. Well, I, I wish that we could have got more dubs with uh, the Crimson Tide this year. Just one more would have been enough. I mean, to look at what we Made did, quite the statement on many, Kansas State. Look at how many people are entering the transfer portal now. 
They're uh, already thinking that Alabama dynasty's dead. It's not. <laughs> no, nah, we had a real good recruiting season, and I don't. We think, lost two games. With with now. college football, it's going to be that every season yeah, now because, like you know, it used to be what was the saying? Uh, we don't recruit; we just reload. Yeah, exactly. And now it's getting to a point to where you can't have these rosters just packed where you got, okay, if our first string gets hurt, our second string is just as bad. No, what's yeah. going to happen if second string don't get his way, he's going to go somewhere where he can. Yeah. And who can fault him with, you know, NILs sure, and yes. everything going on now. But it is like right after, you know, the Iron Bow, I started seeing like our wide receiver, uh, uh, a defensive back, Another wide receiver, and they all transferred to TCU. And I'm like, I see what's on y'all's mind. Yeah, just won a championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, in that ring, even if they don't play the game, yep. got that ring, you know? Mm-hmm. Crazy. But I'm, 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 I'm the biggest TCU fan I've ever been. <laughs> yeah. And I want to see him beat Georgia. I'd like to see a Cinderella story come true in yeah, college it, football. It'd be, it'd be great, man. Um, you know, my wife said it best. She said, for years, everybody's been watching Alabama dominate. Well, it's taken those years for everybody else to get up to where Alabama's at. So now we're on even playing field with a lot more teams, Georgia being one of them. Uh, Georgia, know? arguably uh, a little bit, a little bit above. Oh well, right now, yes. Yeah, but so. I mean, we were there, you know, and we could we could share the spotlight. And with, with the two losses, I mean, you lost two games with a deficit of four points, and at that time, those both of those teams were top five, and yeah. so those losses weren't bad L's. It's just it's kind of tough to make a statement about you getting in the playoffs with two losses when everyone else just has one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, I, knew, we knew when that loss to LSU came. Well, there it goes. Yeah. Okay. Oh shit! <laughs> no, and then like you had like all the all the drama with like the championship games, and like you know we had the Alabama checklist. What has to happen for Alabama to make it? And me and Mark was just going check, 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 <laughs> and everything happened, and we yeah. still didn't get in. And I was like, well, I don't care if Santa comes now because yeah. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he well, ain't even going to make this right. Go Horn Frogs. That's yeah, all I got to say. That's what I'm, I'm a bandwagon guy now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bandwagon I'm going to buy me a purple shirt. Uh-huh. That's it. Exactly, <laughs> man. It was so cool. When the when football season first started, the very first week we had football, there was no SEC. Very few teams were playing. I watched a South Dakota State University Jackrabbits game. I feel like and, I could be a fan of that. And I thought, they have the coolest freaking logo. So I got on to Amazon. I ordered me a South Dakota State Jackrabbits shirt. Hell yeah. And so now they're like, they were they had a great season. I think they won their championship game the other night. So now I'm a new fan. So now I got to do a TCU thing. Yeah, I'm with it. I might get on yeah. that bandwagon with you. There we go. <laughs> Let's get the royal purple out. <laughs> yes. That LSU? No, it's the horn Frogs. Okay? Yes. No, it's purple I mean, and silver. Yeah, that's right. Purple that's and gold. That's gold. ugly. Yeah. About as ugly as orange and blue. Ugh. Oh, now we're talking. I'm, what about that vomit orange and white? Ugh. We're talking about all the things that I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I like the crimson, man. Yeah, that's just it. And the maroon. I like the maroon. And I'll give you a little uh, go state. Little shout out, state out to there. Mississippi State after losing their coach, horribly losing their coach, um, three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago. Found now. a way to get it done. Man, they pulled it out down to the damn second. Zero, zero, zero. Mm-hmm. Man, that was amazing. Yep. Those kids played their ass off. 
And I've never wanted to own a helmet so bad. I thought that MSU helmet oh, with the pirate flag, yes. flag on it. Yes. I might I try to get me one of them. <laughs> wear it around the house. <laughs> like, you do an untapped vinyl tonight? Why are you wearing your helmet? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta, gotta protect myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't fall. Yeah. Because I get so badass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's alcohol free. We're still getting a little loose that's out here. That's it, man. Getting a little kooky. <laughs> Well, dude, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, it's been nice. Been so good we'll, laughing with you, man. We'll uh, we'll we'll rejoin next month, maybe with a little beer. Hey, a little crafty. Hey, we might try one more sober here in, uh, Let's in do January. It. We'll pin it down. We'll, we'll try. We got a uh, we got a genre episode. We got to dedicate ourselves to a genre. Okay, we give me do that. give me give it to me and let me go on it. Just All let right. me know. We'll figure that one out. All right, brother. Hey, thank y'all so much for listening, rate and review the show, and uh, we got some cool announcements down the pot, but I ain't gonna tell you yet. All right. See y'all. Peace out.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.